johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. It is hard to believe week 13 of the NFL. Man, I remember when we were, we were excited it was preseason. Man, it's always, it always goes by quick, right? It's We start, we get so pumped up for it all summer, and then before you know it, it's the holidays, and we're talking about bowl games and the playoffs, but, you know, what we don't account for is how big and popular NBA is. I mean, it is insane, the popularity. And I'm sure if somebody would have told you this 10 years ago and said NBA would be this popular, you would say there's no way. But somebody would have told me 10 years ago that this would be our 416th consecutive show on Live in Las Vegas every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. For all the new listeners that we are that are uh, listening, because we know we we sent out a, a mass blast message to our uh, other clients. We've been doing this is our 416th consecutive show. That's 7.98 years, Mike. Do you realize that we did not miss one show? We have not missed literally, I think, one show since we started this. And uh, for all you listeners out there, if you want to listen to the shows archived online, you can always head over to Sports Insider radio.com all the shows are archived online there's always tips and tricks and strategies and psychology and again like i said this is this is not something we started yesterday this is uh you know we're talking eight years going in and again i've personally been doing the radio since uh for about 15 years but we started archiving the shows uh about eight nine years ago so if you would have asked me a decade ago about nba would you have asked me a decade ago if I'd still be doing this radio show? The answer is probably no. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's fascinating how you could grow this business, and we've always been about content providing and linking people up to the uh, to the different groups that we're associated with, and and now our network is so big um, that the reality is it's not about an opinion. It's not about guys that are that really are behind smoke screens of these you know pretty websites i mean you see it on social media all the time where they're all about the i bet big you have to bet big there's a game that can't lose all that nonsense that really just gets people in trouble and it really doesn't produce any sort of longevity in this business but when you're actually committed to following a strategy that one may be it's a situational handicapping strategy where with NBA it's very useful because the day in and day out of these players in management and specifically with like the tournament last night most people don't know that this was the last group play of the in-season tournament so teams had a little bit more to play for that were still alive kind of like the World Cup where it's they do group play, then it's the elimination round. So certain teams had more to play, which it, ever in the NBA was never the case. It was an 82-game season. Teams just play. They have rest. 
They keep they have rest management. Certain guys are not going to play because of lingering injuries to give themselves a break before the road trip to the next game. Well, with the tournament, I mean, it was a big deal last night to a standard better that just looking at the board, he has no clue. Most people don't know the outs and the scenarios that go into it that the teams were still available to make it to the next round and they needed not only to win, but win by a certain point differential because that would that was usually the tiebreaker if you're tied in actual group play. So it's never been like that in the, in the NBA before. You've never had that scenario. So, I mean, literally, they had an all-star cast of announcers. They had, uh, you know, Will Bond and, uh, uh, from uh, pardon, pardon Your Interruption, <clears throat> uh, that they were getting really big publicity for really a meaningless Tuesday in other years in the NBA. So, you know, there's ways to go about this to be successful. I mean, we have a group right now that is extremely successful. Um, he's a situational handicapper. Not only does he watch every single game, he knows the trends. He knows the people that are playing. He's, he's playing half times. I mean, this guy is the real deal. And then on the other hand, we have groups that are edge betters that are just finding market inefficiencies, looking at it from a sharp standpoint of, if I get a better price on this game, it's an advantage. Now, obviously, there's a lot of more factors that go into it than just the price in NBA because, again, there's, there's so many variables on a day-to-day basis. But with NFL, we've already bet three NFL games, and we have probably will bet another couple today, tomorrow, to get the best sharp number. I mean, that, that stuff matters. And what people fail to realize is there's so many different opportunities. I mean, look, you go on any of your apps, there's same game parlays, there's parlays and over-unders for player points. I mean, there's a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of scenarios out there that are available to you that are basically just sucking you in to say, look, if you're down, you could hit a 10, 10 leg parlay tonight and, and win it all back. And that's what gets people in trouble without using strategies. And, and I think that's the biggest caveat to all this is don't go into this blind. I mean, that, that's what will get you in a lot of trouble. I mean, I talked to so many clients, Eric, that hit big early, and they thought it was just going to continue. And what translated was they gave it all back plus some, and, and then the coaching comes back. And I really I don't like taking on clients that are coming off their own losing streaks. Unfortunately, I want a fresh guy that is just, and it's never going to happen because usually people come to us when it's at the low point, not the high point, but guys that are new that watch a lot of the free content that we provide that really grasp the fact that they can't do this on their own and they got to treat it more like an investment. I mean, we always say treat it like a business. I would even say it's now it's an investment because there's a lot of money to be made if, you follow the strategy if you follow the money management. I mean, I agree. Nothing you haven't said that uh, I don't agree with. Uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about games. Let's give you complimentary breakdowns. Let's talk about top teams on the outer edges of the envelopes. So in the NFL currently right now, my son is telling me we're going to have a bird bowl. So let's talk about that first. He thinks it's going to be Philadelphia against, he's going to think this is going to be the Eagles against the Ravens. Currently, Philly is 7-2-2 two two ATS, the number one team in all of football against the spread, while the Carolina Panthers are 1-8-2 against the spread. So we're talking about two teams on the outer edges of the envelope. What is also interesting currently right now is you have one, uh, you have uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, eleven teams that are basically fifty-fifty against the point spread. So again, in terms of real good performers, in the top you have Philadelphia seven and two, Jacksonville eight and three, Dallas eight and three, Baltimore eight and four. That's it for your top four. Then you go to your worst four: Carolina one and eight, New England two and nine, Nolans two and eight. And Atlanta three and eight. So you have on the outer edges of the envelope four on the top, four on the bottom. So talk to me first of all about the Bird Bowl before we break down some NFL, and then we'll go back to the NBA. Well, I mean, 
I was actually from the Sharp Group standpoint for, you know, we could talk about the verbal, we could give a little Ravens rant. You know, last week we were actually on the opposite side where the Chargers plus three and a half. Again, I don't, as much of a fan that I am of the Ravens, there's been a few well, you, you, you had the Chargers, but, but that's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, we had the Chargers, but, you know, there's, there's other games throughout the year where we had the Steelers against them, where it was a great four-and-a-half-point line. Um, anytime you can get a plus four-and-a-half in a Ravens-Steelers game, you just take the points and just you're, you're playing the trends. And it, it's, it's situational because every year is different. But Well, let, no let, let's we talk say, for the listeners. Let's talk. Let's, let me interject for the listeners real quick. So I actually had the Ravens. You had the Chargers. Let's break that down because we get a lot of conversations with clients that are on well, the right, different so the sharp. Well, let, but let, sharp but let, let me let me explain this. Let me let me explain this. So, for listeners, we're like mutual fund managers. We have different funds. We're not brokers. We're not we're brokers. We're not handicappers. So we're not picking games. So if we're if I'm representing three different groups that have no communication with each other, you're going to get on three different Telegram channels. You're going to either have the scenario where they all agree, or you might have a scenario where. Early in the week, for instance, you had three and a half, but on the day of the game, my group came with the Ravens minus three. So the line in the wager was actually different. So you have to understand that if you're if you're you're following different betting groups, there's going to be some confliction. Sometimes we we, we don't like when it happens, but you also have to just go with the roll. I had a couple clients text me that already had the Chargers at three and a half. What do I do? I said just buy it to two and a half on the Ravens or take the money line. And then you had an opportunity for a middle. So there's always, and now, it would have in your mean, world, you prefer in your world, you prefer to have different accounts for different groups. I'm a little more of a realist. I don't think the average subscriber has I think 10 sports do. books. I think they do. I disagree. You're seeing it more and more um, relevant where more clients understand that shopping the line is a beneficial tool when you're betting sports, especially from an edge betting standpoint. So guys out there that are shopping the line have multiple books. I mean, realistically, if you are in a legal state, you have access to more than one book unless you're in a new legal state, which is Florida, which is only hard rock. So you only have right now one app available and that's due to the the reservations down there that don't want to give up rights to a DraftKings or a Fandle to come in and give Floridians um, an opportunity to not give Hard Rock all their money. So I do believe, you know, as we continue to grow and evolve in this new wave of legalized sports betting, more and more people will have more books available to them. So but usually when I, when I instruct people to have access to multiple groups, one, they have to have a big enough bankroll to, to handle all the volume. Are you there? I think I lost him. Well, we think we lost Mike. Let me walk over and check and see. Hold on one second. Uh, so I think I'm on the air. Mike, you're going to have to call back. You're going to have to call back. I'm on the phone. I'm on the air. You're not on the air, so call him back. So I think what he was saying is basically you have to be in a scenario where you have multiple outs, and you're in a scenario where if you're going to follow these groups, your bankroll is big enough because, again, each group is its own group unto itself. And you can't be in a situation where you're being one-dimensional and you think it's about the picks. Because as I always tell clients on the phone, the picks don't matter. Uh, oh, shit.
I'm here. I'm here. You here? Hello, technical yeah, difficulties. All right, so continue about having multiple groups. Things happen in tech world. Go ahead. Um, so it's, you, if you're going to have multiple groups, you've got to have multiple accounts because if it's not going to work, because you've got to keep them completely independent. And that's just part of the game. And the guys that understand that part of it never question it because they understand it's volume is king when it comes to sports trading, not betting. Most people want that instant gratification of a 10 leg parlay, but in reality, that's a lottery ticket. A teaser is a lottery ticket. Um, props bets for first time touchdown score is a lottery ticket. But when you're throwing in volume and you're constantly following a dedicated strategy, it's not a lottery ticket. You're trading sports, not betting on them. So I think for a majority of my clients, they do. I, I, I don't instruct them. Otherwise, if they have one book, I tell them you can't play multiple um, independent mutual funds of sports betting and advisorship. So that's, that's my take on it. Maybe your clients are a little different. That's why, look, we, that's why we have the show. We have the banter. Um, we have different types of clients that, that reach out to us. And, you know, this is where it's a, a place where we discuss things that are going on in the sports world and the games themselves. But back well, to the what irony we were saying, is we're, we're, we're talking about apps, but as you know, like I spent a lot of time in the local casinos in the tri-state area meeting clients and so what happens when you geographically have dealing with a cash better and he, so when you talk about having multiple apps, let's talk about, we're not going to name the client's name, the client that I met yesterday uh, at the sports book, he only, he only has one sports book 10 minutes from his house and he doesn't want to play on the, uh, he can't bet the amounts he wants on the apps because let's face it, when you're betting 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dimes a game, you got to have it the cash. So you are going to be a little limited unless you live in Las Vegas and you can run up and down the strip, do the, the strip run. But for that type of client who's limited to the geography of the sports book right near them, especially when they're a cash better, I do think they're going to be limited to not has nothing to do with the bankroll. Then it has to do with geography. It does. I mean, he has the ability to only use a brick and mortar for, one book here. Um, well, he actually has, he does, so if right. he, he could actually go to the other sports book down here, which is an MGM property. Um, so he technically has two, but they're obviously it's a length, the, the longevity, it's another 30 minute drive for him. So it's not practical each and every time. And I get it when you're, when you're throwing down big limits, um, online will limit you. But when you're betting smaller limits, high volume, than having the functionality of being able to do it in real time um, is the key. Because if you have time to do it right away, um, you're going to get the best price. If you wait, there's an opportunity where you might not make it, you know, so because the price will change and then we tell you to pass on the game. That's a common factor for people that join for first-timers um, midway through the week and we've already released the NFL games and the prices move, we tell them to pass on the games because if you're not getting the right price, you're paying to the number, and eventually it could be a big issue because the cost, now the, the, your negative EV, negative expected value, which means the, the price of the game is now at a disadvantage than it is as an advantage when you're betting it in real time. All right, I'm going to zoom in on that because we, we use terminology, and for the new bettors, drill down into the EV. So EV is expected value. Um, your def define value that. that you so define that. Okay. So early in, in the in week, English, not Russian. Go ahead. A lot of a lot of pros are betting games for the weekend on Tuesday and Wednesday to get the the best optimal stock price. Is have the easiest analogy. If you know the stock is going to be at $2 today, and it's going to go up to $5 on Sunday, well, you're going to buy it today. With sports, it's similar. If you know the line on the game. If you, whoa, 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 I'm pushing back. You hope. You can't say you know because the line could move against you the other way. I'm just playing devil's advocate because instead of getting the text, what if the line moves the other way? So go ahead. So 
if the line, of, of course, there's more to it than the line going the other way. That's so you're where, saying things that you can't say for a newbie. You can't say when you know because you don't know. You're you're making a hypothesis. So newbies, on your newbies analysis and your information. A, a virgin better that is coming into this realm and is trying to make a living betting sports will never know why the price is better today versus Sunday. There's a lot more factors that go into it. There's certain people that follow sharp movements, which you have to have a, a screen. You have to have a ticker. There's multiple versions of uh, the, the going rate at every single sports book that you could actually download where you could see the global rate, the, the price and the line on the game at every single local and international sports book. And based on certain books, that move the line based on sharps moving on that price versus the public moving on that price is one factor that you need to, to have experience. At the end of the day, it's not something that I could explain. It would take me a 10-hour radio show to explain how pros are finding the value early in the week versus closer to the game. You have to know what you're doing, and as a pro – these guys are putting in 10 to 12 hours a day of finding the sharp lines on the board. Sharp meaning the best price that will be now versus when the game kicks off or the game tips off. And the advantage of what we have is the ability to bring that information from the pros to the Joes, where we're taking average guys that are successful in their own right, that have not been successful in sports betting and giving them the information in real time. So when my pros came in and bet NFL games Monday night during the Monday night football game for the following Sunday, these guys are not waiting until Sunday morning to bet the games. They're betting them as soon as I release them with the going rate on the, on the line on the game at that moment, which means if they're tying up capital in their account on Monday, for the following week, they better have enough capital in that account to bet the NBA and to bet the college basketball throughout the entire week. That's where money management becomes so prevalent. It's important to know that you have to manage risk no different than if you're working with an Ameritrade account or a sink or swim account. All these things are important. So if you're really trying I hope you I hope you swim and don't sink. How's your crypto investments doing? Yeah, shoot. We'll stick to sports, I guess, huh? Yeah, God. Yeah, we we did we did good for a little bit, but again, that's see, I I went into it naive. I went into it thinking that I could do it myself with. Not a ton of knowledge, but more opinions that people were saying, hey, jump on this Dogecoin or, or jump on the Shiba Inu coin and these stupid meme coins. And I just went into it with hype. And that's kind of like what sports bettors are doing when their buddy tells them, hey, bang the Cincinnati Bengals or bang the Ravens this weekend. They can't lose. That type of – the same type of lack of education – that I took into the crypto world and what happened was I wasn't successful. So if I decide to ever go back into trading crypto, I'm going to get financial advice from guys that are professional crypto traders that you know, we had one Remember that we had a client who lived in Las Vegas, who was a professional crypto trader and he gave us very good tips. Unfortunately, well, I was talking to him all the time. Yeah. He yeah. I, get, unfortunately he, he I was, he, he couldn't get. He, he just can't control himself with the sports betting because he lives in Vegas. That's but the thing, but so it's of course it's exactly. So let's talk about. Uh, the, well, let's talk about. Let's hop to the NFL um, and let's go over some of these games, and then we'll come back to the NBA. So just for a little free rundown, I'm looking at. Well, let's go back to the Bird Bowl. Remember, you were discussing the Bird Bowl. We yeah, let's go back great to the Bird Bowl. Go ahead. Feature feature matchup: Eagles against San Fran. I mean, again, the odds makers, we don't have a play on this game, but I cannot fade the Eagles at home that are getting two and a half. I can't fade them. It's, this team has been resilient. The Eagles are on no a matter. You're talking about this week? 
Yeah, they are. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the following week. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Eagles are at home yeah. against San Fran getting two and a half. They've been 5-0 and at home throughout the year. They've been very good. No matter, yes, the stats say the last four weeks they've been down at the half and they come back and they win, but that's what they do. They win games. San Fran, you saw for a three-game stretch where they were susceptible. Now they haven't actually lost since they acquired Chase Young. I think they're healthier than they've been most of the year at this point. But the Eagles, like I said, I just cannot fade the Eagles. I'd rather just die on the ship while it drowns. Uh, well, just so, you know, just so you know, because I'm looking at the screens. I have a couple different screens up here, and I actually have both this week and the following week. Not only are they getting two this week, they're getting on the opening number three at Dallas the following week on Sunday night on the opening number. I mean, it could change, obviously, but looking ahead, you have but that's on the road. So that's they've already yeah, right. beaten them early in the year. It's tough to beat a team twice in the division. So that makes more sense to me, them getting points on the road. But they've been almost perfect at home. They've had they've pushed twice at home. On the closing line, I know early in the if you bet them early in the week, you wouldn't have pushed, but they're exceptional at home. They're the best covering team all year. And again, this is this is not a game that I look. Anytime there's a high profile matchup, the sharps don't particularly jump on games like this because I do believe the line is is pretty close to accurate. There's no real edge. Um, but um, again, you know what the odds makers know to make them a two and a half point dog at home when the team is the best record in the NFL basically for the last two years. And I know San Fran's been playing really well. Obviously, it's an overreaction where the Eagles last week had to storm back. But look, as much as we talk about the Bills and how bad they have been, ever since they fired the coordinator, they've been clicking on offense and it was just, uh, you know, they took the game to overtime. So that game could have been a coin flip either way. The, 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 the thing that I'm always curious to know, and this is a question for you, had the Eagles lost last week to the Bills, what do you think the line would have been? Would it have been the same, or do you think they would have been getting three, three and a half? No, they would be getting three, three and a half. So that would have been an overreaction. That, that's what we right. deal with every week in the NFL. Every single week in the NFL, that's what we deal with. Overreactions. My question is, how do you deal with a bye week where you can't root for the Ravens? I look at it as a win. Can't lose. <laughs> Ravens, <laughs> Ravens can't take an L. They're number one. They're number one in the AFC. Look, I, I know we usually do the, the Ravens segment at the end of the show, but I'm going to, you know, now that you brought it up, I just, I can't, I cannot wait another 25 minutes. So, the Ravens have the tools to be a contender. We already know that. There's a reason why they're nine and three. What I saw in their eight game was yeah, so they're they're paying paying you too. They're paying, them. but um, what I'm worried about come playoff time because I look, I, I think we'll at a worst case go fifty five hundred the last remaining of the schedule because we have some tough games. We have at Jacksonville. We have at San Francisco. We have at home against the Dolphins. I mean, those, and then we still have the Steelers. So that's tough. You there? game 
against the Chargers. Now, I get it. A win is a win. Um, the score is not really um, – really, we should have won by three points. The, that last touchdown, if it was a veteran, he would have – Zay Flowers, if he was a veteran, I could assure you he would have went down and and the game would have been over. But instead, he's a, he's a rookie, so he ran it in. Really, we were three turnover differential – and we are only up by three points at the end of the game. I mean, that is not, uh, a I, I, for a super, not a recipe for a Super Bowl team. And I'm just worried that once we get to the playoffs and everything tightens up and, you know, those you're not going to have the freedom. Like, usually in the NFL, the top-tier quarterbacks thrive in the playoffs. The, the middle-tier quarterbacks don't. And that's for years, and that's you there. You there? Are you on there, Mike? Call from your cell phone. So, so I don't know where we picked up. We're having technical difficulties with our phone system here. All I can tell you is this. I'm going to wait for Mike to get back on here because I'm talking to myself. I'm doing a preamble ramble. It must be because we have 50-mile-an-hour winds that I was cycling in this morning, and that's what I think is going on. We got uh, no phone systems. The phone. This is what happens when you deal with technology and you're remote and you're not actually in the radio station in sunny Las Vegas. Are you there, Mike? What? Pick it back up. Call him again. I'm going to just sit here and wait. This is ridiculous. I'm here. All right. I don't know what's going on today, brother. It's like a nightmare. Hey, man, look. So go ahead. We're all Where were you at? There's some... I was just saying at the end at the end of the day, the Ravens have a lot to play for, and I just hope they figure it out because the defense is so good that we don't need a ton from the offense. We just need the offense not to make mistakes and control the time of possession. And if we do that, I mean, we could easily be a very good candidate for the Super Bowl. So that's the Bird Bowl. Uh, I hope your son gets it right. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going to get there this year. I think they're going to get upset by either San Fran or even Dallas. I mean, Dallas is going to play really hot. It's the one year I've been seeing that it's a different Dallas team. Again, the jury's out. I'm not a big proponent of guessing which teams are going to go to the Super Bowl because, as we know, once we get to the playoffs, anything could happen. And there's a lot of parity in the league this year. So, I just hope the Ravens are one of the teams they get there. So let's talk about point spread betting this week since they're not actually playing this week. And let's talk about some of these uh, large lines, the largest line on the board I'm looking at right now is the Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders. It looks like we don't have anything in double digits, 10 or higher. If we're looking at uh, 10 flat, nine and a half, 10 uh, Miami at Washington. And, uh, you know, again, a lot of people auto bet the dogs plus the 10 points. 
Washington, I'm looking here to give you the exact record to date, is 5-6 and six ATS. And Miami, for all the talk about them, they're, they're hanging. They're 7-4 and four ATS. But again, this is a double-digit number on the road. And as we know, it's getting cold. It's, uh, you know, 29 degrees today as we're speaking. Miami usually plays much worse on the road. We, we all know the, the theory behind that with the home stadium and the way that it's set up where they're wearing the opponents are wearing dark uniforms. So it makes them harder and more worn out in warm weather. So Miami's a much better home team year after year. But uh, I don't think I'm going to touch this game at all, uh, just from a lean standpoint. Um, I would probably go with Miami to lay the points simply because Washington is horrible at home. They haven't covered a game at home all year. I, they have to score a lot of points. This is the, this is a Miami team that puts up points um, in bunches. And if you're not scoring points like Washington hasn't been scoring points, um, it's going to be very, very tough. I mean, this was – I get it. The Giants a couple weeks ago was a divisional game, but they were – a 10-point favorite, and they lost outright. So getting on to have, I think it's a, it's a Ron Rivera, you know, dumpster fire. I hope they get rid of him after this game. It's been a long time coming and just completely reset the franchise and, and start over. I even heard have talks of Bilicek possibly coming down there and being the next Washington coach. Don't actually, you know, it's not verifiable, but that's what I heard of late. But if you had, like I said, I don't like this game, but if I had to take somebody, I'd take the Dolphins playing the points. Got it. Well, you know, I'm going to do a little pattern interrupt, and I'm going to go over to the college Saturday because now we're getting into mm-hmm. games that mean something. And what, let's talk about this four-and-a-half open to five to now six-and-a-half Georgia-Alabama. Let's talk about it's, that it's, game. You know there's going to be a lot man. of volume, a lot of handle on that game. To powerhouse. This is another. This is another situation, Eric, where just like the Eagles, I cannot. I rather get the points with Alabama, have them in my back pocket, than to not bet on them in a SEC championship game. I mean, year after year, anytime we've doubted them with getting points, and this happened last year, they cover. So. I just can't fade them. I mean, Georgia of late almost lost. I mean, they didn't almost lose, but it was a very close game against Georgia Tech last week. They didn't cover. They've been not a good covering team all year. Obviously, they're laying crazy double-digit spreads. But, again, of late, uh, the teams that are trending. Now, granted, Alabama could have easily lost last game. It took a third and 30 um, with four seconds left for them to, to get a miraculous touchdown for them to win that game. But again, momentum, this team is hot. They lost to Texas very early in the year. And since then, all they've done is cover a lot of games and win every other game. So they're 11 one for a reason. You're almost getting a touchdown. I thought the spread would be three, three and a half, four shocked that it's six and a half. So I'll, I'll grab the points here with Alabama. All right. There you go. Even though it's uh my, I guess, you can get stung by the half a point, but that is what it is. You'd like to have seven if you're going to grab the points, but hey, you got to take the six and a half if you like the six and a half. Um, and again, looking at compelling games, let's talk about Michigan since the Ravens aren't playing this week and his twin brother won't be on the sidelines this week. Talk to me about that Michigan Iowa game. Can you imagine that? It's a Big Ten championship and. The, the spread discrepancy is 23 and a half points. I mean, man, it's just, you could just see besides Michigan and Ohio State, the, the you know the what the talent is? Drops, which is crazy because they're, well, Iowa had the lowest total this year that I've, that's been in college football in the last 30, 30 years. I think it was 27. Imagine being a total in a college football game, 27, less than four touchdowns. And they they went under it, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I I don't really have an opinion on this game. I think Michigan wants to prove a point. They've defeated every other opponent. Um, They've been really good on the road. Again, this is a neutral field, but 23 and a half, 
Again, I don't like this game. There's another game we'll talk about. The next two games that we're going to talk about that are the the championships that I do like. But if I had to, um, I guess I'll be square here and lay the points with Michigan. What about my UNLV team? Number uh, number one team ETS in college football. They did go down last week. They were ten and one. They're now ten and two, taking on Boise in UNLV. So they won't be on the blue field, and they're getting two and a half. Yeah, Boise has not been a good team this year. That's why it's even more surprising that they're the favorite in this game. Um, this wasn't one of the games I was talking about, but I've, I've been riding and making money with UNLV the entire year. So give me the points with UNLV. Um, I know it's probably not going to get to three, but I'll grab the two and a half here. I mean, it's a high total, so it's going to be a shootout. Um, I'd rather be on the side getting points than giving them. All right, so we, what did you want to talk about, the Oak State-Texas game? So, so no. So, uh, Oregon-Washington. I've been going back that's, and forth okay. in this game that's, all now week. These, this is a Friday game. Go ahead. All right, it's a Friday game, but it's the, it's a championship game. So, um, it's shocking. They, these teams played each other um, earlier in the year when Washington beat them. It was a shootout. I think it was 35-33. to 33. And for whatever reason, a team that hasn't lost this year, forget about the ATS because they're getting points because they've been favored the entire year. They're getting nine and a half points. Now, I get it. Oregon has looked great of late. They've been dominating every opponent, but they've already had a common game. The total is 67. If I know that they're going to be scoring a ton of points in this game, I'm going to grab almost a double-digit dog. It's just common opponent. They already beat them once this year. They played each other tough. They're undefeated. So Washington has just as much to play for as Oregon in this scenario because I think the winner of this game will probably get into the bowl, into the playoff. So this is going to be another one of those shootout games. Anytime there's a shootout, give me the points, especially 10. I can't believe, I still can't figure it out. I, if anything, I thought the Washington line should have been plus four, plus three, just on recent performance by Oregon and how they've been playing. So I knew they would be a dog, but nine and a half is just crazy. I mean, I love Washington in this spot. All right, there you go. So we got a little Friday action, Saturday action, Sunday one action. More, one more, one more. We're not, we're not done. So the last game is Louisville-Florida State, the ACC championship. Louisville has been a, a a cash team this year. Early in the year, they were dogs. Now they're getting they're not getting as much credit because they haven't been covering. They did lose last week, um, but Florida State doesn't have a quarterback. They've been undefeated all year. This is a, a they lost the key player, the point guard of the team that was just Travis. That, you know he's out for the year, so it's very unfortunate because they had one of their best seasons in probably a decade. And it's very unfortunate, but this is just a bad spot for them. Louisville is going to be hungry coming off the loss. Uh, they lost to Kentucky last week. I actually, We actually had Louisville last week, and we lost with that game. But I like the points here. I, I wouldn't even need the points. I think they're going to win the game outright. So I would even grab Louisville on the money line. Nice. All right, well, let's move to Sunday night football. Let's talk about that KC. Green Bay game, KC has opened at seven, cracked the six. Obviously, it's early. It's Wednesday at Green Bay. What do you like in that game? Obviously, you know, the public will be all over KC. Yeah, right now the, the tickets are coming in on Kansas City. Um, this isn't one of the games that our groups gave us, so and it might be a post bet uh, if that line – for whatever reason, gets up to seven. Um, I think that would be an auto bet for the groups. Just because a home game, Green Bay has been better of late. Um, you saw it in the last couple weeks. Um, you saw them go into Detroit on Thanksgiving and just demolish them. We actually had them plus 10 points in that game. And you know what? I mean, last week was tough. I Actually, we faded the Chiefs last week with the Raiders. You know, I had clients texting me after going up 14-0. I said, just sit back. There's no need to get overexcited. This could easily go the other way. 
And of course, we didn't get the cover and Kansas City did, but they've been a great covering team all year. They're seven and four against the spread. They're getting the job done, but I think Green Bay still has something to play for. They're five and six. They're not eliminated by any means from um, the postseason, and it's a home game in prime time. Um, you know, as long as and Kansas City does play a decent amount of man coverage, and Jordan Love has been exceptional against man coverage. So I think that's a benefit to Green Bay in this spot. Um, I like a home dog. You know that. So I'll, I'll grab Green Bay. Even though we don't have a play on the game, if I had a lean on the game, I'd go Green Bay. Hey, since we're on the air and we do this live in real time, they just activated Aaron Rodgers to start practicing as we're on the air live. He's got a 21-day window. How is that possible? Do you think he'll... I don't know. I mean, what kind of medicine do these people get that we don't? I mean, look, I'm I had shoulder surgery. I was in a sling for six months. So. It's not you rip your Achilles. That means you're ripping a tendon. A tendon is not – it's way more than an ACL or MCL. Like an Achilles tendon, you need time, or otherwise it takes one hit and it's ripped again, and it's way worse. I, I, usually it's a nine-month minimal, and we're talking about playing football. We're not talking about playing you know, baseball where you don't have to run that much or you're a pitcher or whatever. It's still long. I mean, you, but football is the most gruesome – sport with constant car crashes and as a quarterback you're getting hit nonstop. I'm I'm surprised. I don't know what that means. Again, maybe they have they're using science on these players that we don't even have access to, which is probably the case and it always been the case, but man, I mean I, I've never seen somebody come back from first game, which I it was the first first basically the first quarter. That was yeah, terrible. First, yeah. And to come back the same season after tearing his Achilles, I get it. Uh, you know, stuff is out there that uh, has happened and has proved me wrong. I'm just, I don't buy into it. And they're they're out of well, the playoffs. I mean, what's the well, point? Let's talk about the, this week's game then, because I'll be a little pumped. Jets are four and six and one ATS. Atlanta's horrible. They're in the bottom four spot, three and eight. The team that's three and eight, they've only covered three games. They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at New York. I think just the activation itself might give the Jets some pep. And, uh, Four and seven. They're not making out of the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're not getting in. They're not running the table. They're not getting in. I don't even – because he's not coming back this week. The motivation isn't there. I mean, from a logical game-by-game -game standpoint, the Jets could easily win this game. Atlanta is not that good on the road. Um, they haven't covered much on the road. They're one and three. Covered three and on top of it – <laughs> three and eight. Yeah, I mean, it's just overall, they've covered three times, and it's been all at home. It's never been on the road. They've covered one game on the road. The team is good in a scenario where it's a dome game, which you saw last week. But when you when you go out in cold temperatures on the road against that Jets defense, Ritter is below average at best. He has, you know, he breaks through every now and then, and he'll have a good game. But most of the time, he's average at best. That's the best you're going to get out of him. The Jets' defense is too good. This is going to be an ugly game, kind of what we saw the entire card last week on the one o'clock slate, which is a bunch of ugly games. So I don't, I don't well, like this game at all. But I'll take, I'll take the three points at home. All right. Well, let's move to this game: Carolina at Tampa Bay. I was listening to the radio the other day. Now I'll be 51. They said in the last 54 years, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, have had three. Coaches, in the last four years, Carolina's had six coaches. They've just fired their last coach. They have covered one game. They're one and eight ATS. Uh, now they're getting five and a half at Tampa Bay. What do, what do you do with that turd? Man, I've gotten beat up so much on Carolina this year. I can't even get them out of my mouth. Gotten beat up so much. And the one game that they won, we were actually on them. I don't know if you remember that. Right, right, right. But I'd say I think we've been on Carolina maybe four or five times this year. And, and again. Yeah, but that's a wise guy spot. They always play the dirty track. Yeah, teams, but, you know, the, right. but when you're getting those double digits and there's certain auto spots when you're sharp and a pro that you're betting them, no matter what, kind of like what they did with the Browns years ago, even though 
we had a very good season. We literally lost in the Browns every single week. But, you know, it's just, it's tough. I mean, I think Carolina as a franchise is kicking themselves for not drafting um, C.J. Stroud and drafting Bryce Young. I remember we had a Futures ticket on Anthony Richardson to go number one overall. I think you remember that. That was a huge payout. And we thought at one point it's possible. Even if they took Richardson, granted he got hurt and he's out for the year, but when he was in there for the first month, he was electric. He was a really good mobile quarterback as a rookie to, to put up points. He's definitely a better option than Bryce Young. And maybe I'm wrong. The team itself is just bad. They, they make bad um, free agent signings. Miles Sanders, they paid him all that money. He doesn't even play that much for them anymore. And they just don't have it. It's going to be a many, many more years for the rebuilding process because if Bryce Young's not the answer, they have to go back into the well and they're going to have another top pick. So I don't like this game. Um, the Bucks not that good this year either. They're only 4-7 and seven at record, but they're a good covering team. So this is a good get-right game for them after after losing last week. So give me the Bucks. I'll lay the points. I just I can't get Carolina out of my mouth. Well, you know, every major betting group will be all over them um, in spades. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, the dirty teams, you're always going to get perceived value. It's like when Dallas played the Giants. I think the line was 17. I think the whole, whole entire world was playing the Giants. And you just knew that that's what the pros do. They're going to they're gonna try to grab those points. Double-digit favorites have actually been covering quite well this season. So that's where the, the, the major betting groups have been taking a licking. This week is unique in that you really don't have anything other than the Miami Dolphins. Look at these lines, you know. San Fran, what do you think, you know, San Fran, two and a half, three and a half, six. I mean, I'm looking at the lines, nothing. Uh, in terms of before we the music comes in two minutes, let's talk about these overs and unders. I know you don't play them, but, man, it's not reverting to the mean. Right. It's just an under season. It's just crazy. Well, the the are adjusting, Eric. They're adjusting. I mean, look at all these under 40, under 40 point unders. You have Cleveland, you have Tampa Bay. Um, you know, the record, you have it's 103, you're 103 and 68 if you've bet every under. And they can't make them low enough. And pe- they're they're pushing people to take the over, and they can't get there. I mean, there's five games. I mean, I had the under on Monday night. You know, I was just 43 and a half. You know, you're not supposed It was a bad number in terms of if you're a pro, you want that 44. But I just went with it, and it was not even in doubt. It was just a joke. You know, like well, this, no big this deal. Monday night it's thirty eight. <laughs> it started at forty one, it keeps going down. So they're it they're they're pressing you. I mean, to the public, they want the public to look at that low number and say, you know what? You only need five touchdowns and a field goal. That shouldn't be hard in the NFL game, but all year, if you were like you said, the trend is the trend. And it probably will only be the trend this year because NFL is always changing. But man, what an under! I've never seen it where these these totals are in the thirties. Not you know every you always see one on the board maybe a week, but so it's a lot of bad teams, a lot of bad teams, and a lot of good defense, and not a lot of good offense. And that's that's what's going to get you all these, you know, the highest total is the Thursday night game before the music starts. Seattle at Dallas, forty-seven and a half. That's so far the highest total on the board. I apologize. Washington, Miami's 50. So Washington, Miami's 50, and then you have this Thursday. And then everything else is just anemic. And, uh, you know, it. I don't know. From a fan point of view, you know me. I don't watch the games. I'd be bored out of my mind. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We'll be back next week for the 417th consecutive show. All shows are archived at sportsinsiderradio.com or on Spotify. Thank you. Back next week.